Welcome to Span Reads, not your typical reread podcast, a 17 shard series where we reread the Cosmere and are giant nerds about it. Today, we will be talking about bands of mourning, characters, and relationships. Joining me is Mish. Hello, also First Rainbow Rose. Also joining me is Ian. Hey, I'm your writer. And also joining us is Rosemary. I'm Kaymith. This episode will have spoilers for all of Era 1, Era 2, up to and including Bands of Mourning, because Lost Metal is not yet out, and Secret History. Steris <laughs> is everyone's favorite, and if you're sitting here thinking, Steris isn't my favorite, you're wrong. Yeah. You're you not wrong. You just haven't realized Steris is your favorite character. Yes. Just think about it a bit more and you'll you'll come around. Yes. This is the care the book where she really comes into her own. Like mm. you like my first read through book one, I was like, ugh, she's annoying. Book two, I was like, okay, she's okay. But book three, by the end of book three, I cannot think of a single person whose opinion of Steris did not change by the end of book three. Because those who hated her at least liked her by the end of book three, and those who liked her at the beginning adored her by the end of book like she just she she's amazing and i love her it is quite fascinating seeing that change in the readers over time because brandon's done good character arcs that have made people change their minds before but this isn't just a character arc it's also all the relationships involved with the character and Mm -hmm. it is really fascinating to see just how beloved she has become by this point and it's just needed some narrative shifts to allow her to blossom in that way that mm-hmm. everyone can now see just how amazing she actually is. Yeah, because it's like it, an alloy. We only see her like as like the very like diplomatic, like we are arranging a thing and then she gets kidnapped. Yeah. And we don't yeah. see her for most of the book. She's the damsel mm-hmm. that we're not meant to like is the other Yeah, thing. she's... In the first yeah. book, she's mostly a plot device. Yeah. And it's like Shadows, we get we see a bit more of her, but she gets sidelined fairly early on so that everybody else can deal with Palm. Um but this book, like, she does take an active role throughout the entire book. And we get to see that all of like her weirdness is just her being genuinely herself really drives home that she is definitely on the autism spectrum because a lot mm-hmm. of the things she does in order to understand the world is it are the same things that a lot of folks on the spectrum do every day and knowing that and seeing a lot of the some of the traits of of family and friends reflected in this character was is just such a wonderful thing to see for me i love her I love her lessons on how to be political. Like, mm-hmm. first, you have small talk. And also, oh, good heavens, do I love vicious, vicious Steris, where she's like, okay, you want to take off the gloves? Let's take off the gloves. And I'm going to smile and be polite. And at the end of the conversation, if somebody asks you what I did that was wrong, you won't be able to point to it. But you know that you're going to torture. Like, you were just put down. Have a nice day. Bye-bye. It, it, 
It's the way to, uh, it is the fine art of telling someone to go to the hot place and having them thank you for it afterwards. Yep. Mm -hmm. That is, that is how that works. And it it is a skill everyone in customer service has to learn sooner or later. That and the customers have a smile. Steris is really good at the political talk as well. She doesn't think she is, but she is. And it's because she has to put so much thought and effort into it instead of relying on instincts and that's where other people fall down in ways that she won't because she's figured out ways forward in those situations and being able to pinpoint situations where it could be an issue for her for why reason and there's a b and c that she can do about it whereas someone else wax just strolls in there and thinks that he can i don't know just make his way through without any preparation and he's wrong fumble into the answers and it'll all be fine right yeah it's like it shouldn't you be have, that like, hard like the people who have the natural aptitude for it never have to work at it so when they like get to something that exceeds their ability they're like i don't know how to process this it's like it's like for like like in in school like the gifted students like get by on like oh like i can just remember this like i don't need to study and then you get to college it's like i never learned how to study i'm feeling very called out right now (laughs) i mean i'm calling it myself you just you just described my life (laughs) yeah it's just like oh yeah like i just like i never learned how to take notes effectively because i would just remember things yeah, yeah, I same experience. I I went to college and I ran into a brick wall. I'm like, well, who put this here? Why why can't I climb over it? What's going on? Yep, looking at my uh my grades across my university degree, uh, they got significantly better once I had enough experience of how exactly the university than when I first started, which <laughs> did not go as yeah. well. Even though I yeah, like I was one of those high performing kids in high school but it's a different kettle of fish yeah mm-hmm. add, and add the giftedness to masking a having adhd as a child oh, that yeah. that was a whole extra layer of problems that i didn't even realize i had till i hit about my late 30s i'm like oh oh that's why i'm like this yep yeah mean whereas, i'm not like, lazy whereas with like steris like she didn't have the natural aptitude. Like she started from ground floor and built all of the th- tools she needed to succeed. Yep. I was like, yes. Which well, is how someone uh, uh, on the autism spectrum has to do it. I mean, I, I I think I've I don't remember if I've talked about it on span reads before, but I've talked because you know we spend so much time in between our recordings. But you know my my unofficially adopted little sister she is autistic and she has had to build rules of interaction for every single person she knows she has to to teach herself this facial expression means this for this person because she can't she can't create general rules and apply them to everyone that doesn't work that way she has to look at every individual person and go this is how i'd interact with this person and here are the social rules for us but it doesn't work for anyone else. Yep. So she has to do it, build it from the ground up every time. And there would be times where she would actually have to come, she'd come to me and say, is, is James, which is my husband, James isn't mad at me, is he? 
No, honey, he just has the best poker face in the world. <laughs> well, and also watching what this is the book where wax falls in love with steris mm -hmm. and it is so cute to watch them fall in love like her being like him you know you guys are gonna take the boring way do we have to marasi meanwhile turns around steris okay <laughs> we're doing that we're we're, we're we're going up the okay i'm already ready to go and steris and loves that alamancy jumping Oh, she's just so cute and the scene with them above the clouds mm. like that is probably I would argue that's probably one of Brandon's most romantic and sweet scenes in any of his books so far it mm. has to be the scene where Wax takes Steris above the clouds to see the stars definitely Brandon's best romance mm. which is not something I would. It's still the man. <laughs> we know all of, all of his romances go from zero to in love with like no build up, and yeah. this is the one ha that has the best build up, which mm -hmm. consists of like five scenes on screen, and you can at least tell that Steris has fallen for wax long before he has yeah. even yeah. figured it out. Yeah. 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 But it's believable by the end when they are have when he shows up and surprises her and they get married. It's at least believable by this point that, OK, yes, they actually are in love with each other. And it might be a beginning love, not a deep-seated, but you know it's going to last because you can tell that they truly care about each other. And they, they worked through getting to know each other and learning how to respect each other's strengths and shore up each other's weaknesses before they got to that point. And that makes a huge difference when it comes to development of a relationship. And I feel like the end of last book in particular was them turning the corner of being a con contractual obligation to each mm -hmm. other, to being people to each other, been particularly mm -hmm. Steris putting herself out there and being like that open, vulnerable person for Wax to mm -hmm. lean on. And then this is the book where he goes back to her in the same way and starts to open up himself. And they go from being people to each other to being romantically inclined towards each other at least like in both directions yeah and, and it's like wax has like because like when during the first wedding scene is like he looks at her and he sees the wrong woman standing beside him mm. and it's like the growth from that to like choosing stares like yes not like he like throws out the whole like this is politically like a contract marriage is like no i am choosing you yeah and there must have been at least some of those feelings there at the beginning at that time um even mm -hmm. if they weren't fully at the surface because it's not like there was that much time between the start of the book and the end of the book yeah um. which is part of my complaint about brandon and the writing of his romances is if you look at the words that are used and the way that the characters presented it is supposed to be that the feelings aren't there. Mm 
I think I Wax was already starting to be very fond of Steris in yeah. Shadows, but that got overshadowed by Lessie showing up and dying again. That just mm-hmm. wiped out every all, all everything that he'd done for a while, but it was still there underneath. He had that to is. work through his grief before he could mm-hmm. go back to that. And he is yeah. clearly fond of her, even at the beginning mm-hmm. when they're about to get married and he turns up and she's talking about how he's not late enough. And he thinks about how that's, uh, what, what does he think? I, I, I 100% agree with what Rosemary said. It's like, it is like, Wax is overcompensating during the beginning of the book because like he refers to Lessie as his wife, where in previous books he said like he did not think of her as his wife. It's like it, it was one of the things that like we, like is this like a continuity error and like no it's like um wax like is like changing the way he thinks about Lessie because of what he just went through. Yeah, yeah, and and it it's interesting because we've got wobs on that uh, words mm-hmm. Brandon to back that up, and and apparently that whole thing d- drove certain editing members of of <laughs> that book a little bit crazy, which. I find mm-hmm. highly entertaining and very believable because they're like, Brandon, this doesn't match. He's like, no, no, it makes sense for him psychologically. Just, just leave, leave it. Don't change that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's similar to how like wax thinking of himself as wax versus thinking of himself as waxillium, like in like the near in his viewpoint, like does a lot to indicate where his headspace is at that point in time, the little things. When he first turns up at the church after the raid, he sees Steris and his first thought is, wow, she looks really pretty all made up like that. And then he just feels his stress melt away. And that's before they've even started talking in the scene. It, there's, there's definitely mm-hmm. some fondness there to there, begin with. I think they just needed that's to fair. Yeah, work past the Lessie stuff and like bring mm-hmm. it to the surface. They needed yeah. to have a working honeymoon before they could have their wedding. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, wax needed to come to terms with Harmony because that was all so tied up with everything. And mm-hmm. I don't know that he could have moved on without finally making that, that peace with Harmony of, no, this is the only way it could have gone. Mm-hmm. It's it's that, and it's also like seeing Steris for who she is, like because like he's already yeah. like starting to fall, but like she's he still doesn't get Steris at the beginning of the book. I think he doesn't yeah. see her. So like well, there's uh, potential at the beginning, and then he goes like, oh, like this is who you are, and then it's like the scene with Steris <laughs> and Marasi at the end, like their whole conversation, and Marasi is like. Have you ever had like your perception of a person just shattered beyond belief? Yeah, because it's it's true. Marasi didn't really get Steris. Yeah, she thought really. she did. She they, thought they, she they'd, did. they'd spent enough time together, but you know, it takes a while to dig down underneath the layers of all of the compensating that someone on the spectrum has to do to really get mm-hmm. into the meaty core because. Steris has to put on all of these layers of uh, uh, of how to act mm-hmm. in yeah. order to function because then- her brain just doesn't process things the same way most people do. Um, and it and you can tell at that point that they've spent enough time with each other that 
Maris, he thinks she has a pretty decent handle on Steris, and, and in a lot of ways she does, because, like, she, she can advise Wax of, like, she's, she, she's cross-stitching. This is a problem. You need to go talk to her because she only does this when she's really upset because she hates it. And, and so you, you know that she has a lot of insight into how Steris thinks, but she's still got some illusions and those get shattered there at the end. And it's mm-hmm. she's like, oh, oh, you're actually in love with him. That's so sweet. Yeah. The parts of Steris that I don't think Steris would have acknowledged or would have like embraced until like her relationship with Max. Cause like mm-hmm. it's through her relationship with Max that like she gets to express those parts of herself. So it makes sense that Marasi didn't know about those things. Cause like, before Wax was around, which was the majority of their relationship, is like they just wouldn't have manifested. See, I actually don't think that Marisai knows Steris very well at all. I think she knows bits and pieces about her, and that's how she knows the thing about the cross stitching and it's like, oh, okay, she's upset. But the way that Marisai always talks about Steris and gives advice about her just seems really superficial on the surface of, okay. I've seen this person, this is who they are, and just made assumptions about her and how Steris would feel or do things without actually stopping to think of, well, is this more than just a quick reaction I've had of one interaction that I am now projecting onto every single interaction that could be similar to it? Like, it... It always read to me that Marisai doesn't actually know her sister very well. She thinks she does, but mm-hmm. I never came across that they were close and were more just kind of related acquaintances, almost. I think that's how they started out, at least, but I've gotten the impression that since their lives kind of went gauga, <laughs> they've gotten closer. Um, and, you know, they... It was, I'm sure, a very awkward relationship at first. You know, since Wax has come into the picture, they have had a lot more opportunity to spend time with each other. And I think that they have gotten to know each other better. But I think the learning curve for Marisi was a little bit steeper than she was expecting. Mm, definitely. So yeah. I think she had gotten to, and, and it's like the, the, the chart of when you're learning things, you, you know, like, if I'm good at, I'm learning art. Oh hey, I'm good at the thing. Oh wait, now 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 I'm seeing that I'm not good at the thing. Now I'm getting practice, and no, it, it's it's the the going back and forth of I have leveled up. Wait, there's still so much further to go. Um, it, yeah, it's like your perception of your own abilities versus your ability mm-hmm. to perceive skill in others. Like they don't, it doesn't go literally. It like yes. it alternates. Thank yeah. you, Ian, for using the words I couldn't find. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I I do think that it, because a lot of this has been going on off camera, so to speak, we haven't gotten to see that development. And I think that Brandon putting in these pieces of of Marisi being able to give Wax that that advice about you need to go talk to Steris because she's really upset. I can tell because of this is meant to demonstrate that, yes, they have become closer and they have gotten to know each other better in these last last couple of years. 
Well, and I found it interesting that I don't remember if it was this book or the last book, but we got an answer to the question that we were discussing in the Alloy episode of how much does society know about the fact whether or not Marasi is her cousin versus her sister. And in one of... Yeah. And and in this... It was either this book or the last book. It was like, society has discovered. So we... We were debating whether it was kind of an open secret at the point of alloy or not. And as it turns out, it wasn't. But by this point, it's kind of an open secret. Unacknowledged. Yeah, it was yeah. In Shadows, Marcy got casually referred to, oh, yeah, you're, you're Lord Harms's by blow. And she's like, you, you know about that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure, it's fine. Yeah. But, <laughs> and, and, but that becoming public then means that they can be a bit more open in their relationship, especially if, if society hasn't been treating it as a giant scandal, because it looks like they really haven't. Yeah. Like, no one seems to care, because I kind of, yeah, I don't know exactly when Steris's mother died, but the fact that she was already dead by the time anyone knew about this, like, eh, well, I'm not going to do the math. I don't want to think about that too hard. I'm pretty sure it says somewhere that Steris finds out about Marisai when she was a teenager. Yes. Yeah. So that is quite a long time that they've known. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The yeah, because other- Steris is almost 30 in this book. Yeah. And Marisai yeah. is somewhere in her mid-20s, early to mid-20s. The other awesome relationship, of course, is Wayne and Milan. I really think she's going to be good for him because she knows how to call him out on his nonsense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. She's just and like, she- oh, you're full of crap. Awesome. Well, well, and she doesn't put up with it either. If he's mm-hmm. doing something stupid, she's willing to say, you're being stupid. Knock it off. Yep. I want... For them to spike Wayne somehow so that those two can spend, can continue together forever. But, ah, oh, yes, just what so many people in the fandom want immortal Wayne. <laughs> there, there are, I believe there are two factions. Okay, so there's three factions. There's, there's the, yes, wait, make Wayne immortal. And then there's the, oh, please, God, no. And then there's the rest of you who are just like, meh. Milan is just so much fun on her own because she's just like, you can tell she is fully aware of every social convention that she breaks and she likes to pretend that she isn't just because she wants to keep the children on their toes. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, it's like you need to know the rules before you can break them. She knows exactly what she's doing at all times. And she Up feels to like- and including when she when Mary sees like, am I going to die? She's like, oh, yeah, nothing I can do about that kid. Oh, you mean now? Haha. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. I feel like she's actually just a little bit um uh oh, what's the word? Distracted. No, sort of like clueless isn't the right word, but I actually just don't think she realized what Marisai was asking and was just thinking in the I'm a conjurer who has lived centuries. Of course people are gonna die, um, and not realize the scope of what she was actually mm-hmm. talking about i could definitely see that yeah it's like at least at the beginning i don't think like, like when she asked the question i don't think melon picked up on it i think part way through she she realized before it's like she said she realized and like mm. definitely like yeah laid it on a Plays little it up. Yeah. yeah yeah like 
but like the initial instinct is like oh, yeah you're gonna die like you're a human like <laughs> of course you'll die you're that, human. The, the thought of like why is she asking oh that's why she's asking that question yeah i'm gonna let her suffer for a bit <laughs> the other big relationship i think from this book is wax and his sister <laughs> and like yeah. watching their relationship and like because you see their relationship in the prologue as she's just like oh you're the annoying brother go away yeah and then you find out that she's the older sibling which which tracks yeah yeah she's just like you are my annoying little brother who tattles on me constantly go away and i I can identify as the annoying younger brother (laughs) who would tattle on my older sister but it's like I have a much better relationship with my sister than Wax has with Jelson. I can sure say that. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, and here's the thing: I saw the Telson betrayal coming like half a book ago. Because I'm just like, there's no way uh, that that she's really a captive. I bet she's actually like in charge of the whole thing, and I was right. I didn't see it that far back, but as soon as she gets picked up, I'm like. No, no, she's yeah. Suddenly, well, and especially when the like it's very subtle, but the way that they see her and they're like, "Oh, well, don't shoot, don't shoot," and you think it's like, "Don't shoot the ship," and it's like, "No, don't shoot the boss." Mm. And then she does her heel face turn, and fortunately, Wax picked up on that much sooner than he picked up on Palm being Lessy. So, you know, he's learning. Mm-hmm. And the but, world's, yeah. you know, he doesn't love his sister as much as he loved his not quite wife. Yeah. Oh, and he, he hadn't, you know, he hadn't seen Telson in a very, very long time. So he they were essentially strangers to each other. So, yeah. you know, he didn't necessarily know, but he saw, he was able to be emotionally removed enough to see the clues mm-hmm. that that told him that maybe something's going on here because you know she deliberately tripped wayne on 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 the ship and that was why the pack fell because she wanted to make sure that they they knew that they were come they were up there and and then she goes and she's like nope full on evil well then yep i mean i'm sure she thinks she's doing the right thing but when when you're trying to murder your brother you know Maybe that's a clue that you're not necessarily doing the right thing. She does yeah, maybe you guys could have a conversation like, instead. She does come across a little bit caricature evil. Yeah. Uh, like in the end. Yeah. She's ordering their uncle around like he's some kind of peon and he's going along with him like, damn girl, what did you do these last 20 years? The other relationship that I forgot was in this book, but I wanted to wait till now to talk about it was um, Wayne and Marisai. They have a very good friendship by this point. Mm -hmm. And it was just really nice to see their scenes together. And there was three that jump out where there's the one just after the wedding where she goes and finds him and he's getting drunk. And they have like a pretty nice heart-to-heart conversation, which... It's not something I would expect Wayne to have with really anybody, but to have someone there that he does feel comfortable talking to, that was really nice to see. And of course, uh, Marisai then calls him out on 
uh, everything with Renette, which, and he listens as well yes. in a way yes. that he doesn't listen to other people saying that, or he probably wouldn't have listened to Marisai two books ago about that. But then there's also the conversation on the, on the train and he's now giving her advice because she's trying to figure out how she fits in with everything with wax and the conjure and her purpose in the whole mission compared to, well, they wanted wax, but they couldn't have him. So they went with me and he gives her some really encouraging advice. And then later when they are doing the, the grave robbery, <laughs> but before that they have to go to the bank and mm. get information. Oh, yeah. And she is just carrying a little bottle of alcohol that she just casually pulls out at one point and puts on the table because she oh, knows yes. that Wayne is going to have stolen the thing she needs and <laughs> she needs to get him to switch it back without having to tell him. That, I think, speaks to just how well she knows Wayne as a person and how well mm. they can interact with each other and synergize that he didn't even realize that that's what she was doing. Whereas I, I think like if somebody else had done that, maybe it would have tripped him a little bit more. But I really like their friendship in this book. I forgot that it happened and I oh, yes. really, really enjoyed it. <laughs> or uh, their friendship in general of, okay, here's what we're going to do. We're going to do this ridiculous thing. And Marasi walks in. I'm a cop. But you ruined my fun. And then later it's like, on. This is easier. It gets us what we want too. Yeah. And then later on, it's like, no, no, no. This time we're doing things my way. And she's like, okay, we're doing things your Like just the give Like I take. planned the whole time. Yep. She's so. There, I love and, their friendship, and, and I love how she manages to bring out that that little serious side of him, and you get to see these little glimpses of who he could be if he would just get over himself a little bit. And you know, you see these these wonderful depths of character to him that he doesn't show nearly enough. Also, thinking about Marasi, of course, I'm a romance girl. How cute is her crush on Alec? Yeah. I don't think she has a crush on Alec at this point. I think Alec has a crush on her. I mean, she does try to impress him. I'm an Alamancer too. I think I think there is mm, there is some mutual crush there, but it's much stronger on Alec's side and Marisy will never admit to it at this point. Yes. Uh, but but the way she takes when he gives her his mask at the end and the way she she mm takes it and values it you know you can tell there's something there it's not as strong for her because she's still like damn this boy's young uh and and i'm sure that is an issue but depending on how much time skip we go forward he'll have a chance to have matured a bit before we get to the lost metal and then yeah. perhaps he can be nice and dashing and then she'll be like oh <laughs> but <laughs> Yeah, it's like it's definitely like there is a slight attraction on her end. I don't think it's like her is like I I saw like the um you know I'm an Alamancer too in a much more teasing light and it's like you know I'm an Alamancer too, right? And like she said that just to get the reaction she did, which is to freak him out. It's not a like, oh like you should like me as well. Was See, the I, read I got it. 
See, I Alex never had any idea how many Alamancers were really on the ship with him, and that is hilarious to me. Yes, I love Alec. By way of characters, he's a fun one. Mm-hmm. The sass he gives to Wax does not know what to do with the sass that Alec gives to him. Because he's both, he's both sassy and um respectful. Oh, what's the word? Yeah, it, 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 you know he's he's genuine. Yeah, he's yeah, genuine it, in like, his sass and not meaning it on, to be sass. These are the rules on how I treat this person, but I'm also kind of a brat. Yeah. <laughs> I love Alec. I think there is one last relationship we haven't discussed, which is ironic given the pairing, which is Wax and Wayne. So <laughs> we don't really see a lot. They're just kind of they exist. Well, I mean, we do see when I mean there there's some big things in this book, like when Wax dies. Oh yeah, when freaks out. I mean, it hits him oh, hard because he has built a, his, his entire worth in life mm-hmm. around what Wax thinks of Gosh. him. He he he's. I mean, he even outright says in this book that if Wax thinks that there's something redeemable about him, then he has to believe it. But that's the only reason he believes it. And mm-hmm. you know, he's built his entire sense of self worth around wax and that's not healthy um and i really hope that him working more with with marisi will 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 balance break him out of that a bit because i you know i've I've said this in lost metal predictions is i really want to see him learn to forgive himself um and because i think it's holding him back from the development that he needs to do as a person and as a character um but it but seeing him, the way he reacts to Wax's death, and he picks up the gun, and he's like, nope, hands, stop this nonsense. It's time to get serious. And it, because he's so utterly freaked out and grief-ridden that he can temporarily override his PCSD. Something that I was thinking with Wayne, based off his reaction to Wax dying and his first instinct being... I'm going to go commit a murder now is that we might actually see him go further down a dark path with that instead Ooh. of uh, like maybe a redeemable path at the end, but not uh, starting to get better and work through his issues. I think he's going the other way because as much as he might say to Wax at the end that he deliberately let Telson live, I do not actually believe he deliberately left her live in the way that he is implying. So, yeah. And I I very much agree. I think that Wax and Wayne have a one-sided codependent relationship that is incredibly not healthy and Wax doesn't help it. He doesn't have the codependence, but he fuels the codependence with Wayne and like that is not he doesn't good for acknowledge them. that it exists. Yeah. I think he doesn't even realize that it exists to an extent. Like he goes, Oh yeah, no, Wax, you know, Wax relies on me. That's the thing. But I don't think he realizes exactly how much Wax relies on him. You mean Wayne? You mean Wayne? Yes, that one. Words. The characters are the people and the people do the things. <laughs> the fact that it's taken him this long to tell Wayne to cut it out with Steris. That is part, I think, because of his changing relationship with Sarah's, but also that he just 
gives too much of the benefit of the mm-hmm. doubt to Wayne and doesn't stop to think about Wayne's actions because he's Wayne uh, he's known Wayne for so long and this is not this is detrimental in a way it's just Wayne being Wayne and why is there a problem with Wayne being Wayne it's mm-hmm. just Wayne he sees the person behind the actions not the actions themselves yeah and he doesn't see just how damaged Wayne really is still yeah wayne's reaction as well when he sees wax die like the initial scene with it came across a lot more to me like a relationship as well than necessarily just the friendship that had been presented like i don't think anything's gone that way in the books or anything it was just very interesting to me because that's how i would normally expect like my lover has died yeah my my partner my lover has died and just my entire world has shattered and i know that that definitely happens with friendships as well and it might just Mm -hmm. be that i haven't ever experienced a friendship that's that close before that Mm -hmm. i can um understand what it would be like as a friendship so it comes across differently to me yeah i i yeah, it's like I, I do think it's definitely a friendship, but it's more like a brotherhood. It's like they're yeah. more brothers than anything. Yeah. Um it's like Wax has more of a sibling relationship with Wayne than he does with his actual sibling. Yeah, yeah very point. much so. Oh, um, absolutely. But like the other aspect of their relationship I want to touch on is in the lead up to um dulcing like the um the invasion of like the airship where we see i think we get the best glimpse of like wax and wayne's relationship out in the roughs because there's the whole thing of it's like oh "Oh, we're going to catapult wayne behind enemy line because he can just splatter on the ground and be fine the tomato boiled tomato yes and it's like they have code names for different tactics it's like i I really think that's like how they interacted before marasi before steris like before melon were around it's like that's like the purest original wax and wayne relationship and it's hilarious oh it and like that makes it makes more sense for why wax doesn't pick up on like the way Wayne treats stairs is like, cause like he's still very much in that, like, Oh, like he's, he's still thinking of like Wayne in terms of like their relationship in the roughs where those things weren't happening. And he's already gotten so desensitized because he never said boo to how Wayne treated Renette. Mm-hmm. With, and that must've gone on for years. Yeah. And he's just like, eh, Renette can take care of herself. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, it's like know, he, but he knows on Renette the other hand, take care of herself. You could, you could maybe make Renette's life a little easier, which is probably why she's pissed off at you too most of the time. Because, mm-hmm. yeah, Wayne is the one who's bothering her, but you don't say boo about it. Yeah, but like, that's a good point. It's like, Wax knows Renette can take care of it, and so like he's lumping like, okay, like even if he does pick up on the way. Wayne treats Steris like he's still he's lumping Steris in with Renette like oh Renette can take care of Wayne like no problem 
so we assume Steris can like take care of Wayne when it's like no like their relation interaction is entirely different like and and even so you should have said something about how what Wayne was doing with Renette anyway because that wasn't cool just because she's capable of handling him doesn't mean that she should have to well thank you for watching everyone you can find us at 17shard.com for your news discussion theories and fun that you could ever want you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, SoundCloud. You can leave us a review on iTunes, subscribe on YouTube, and support us on Patreon. See you all next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.